When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Boys and girls, children of all ages. Y'all know my guest tonight as a three-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter with hits like Don't Start Now, Physical, and Levitating. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Dua Lipa. Nice to have you back. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Thank you so much for having me in full house. My Isn't goodness. that nice? This Isn't is that amazing. Nice? <laughs> now, we, we the last time you were on here was before COVID. Yes. Not, not that long before, but you had an extraordinary last couple of years. While crazy things were happening in the world, crazy success was happening for you. Rolling Stone called you the breakout pop star of the pandemic. Because I want to point out this here, your album, Future Nostalgia. Now the world, the world, basically shut down on March 12th of 2020, and this album dropped on March 27th, 2020, and then you won a Grammy for it in 2021. What was it like? That's a long wind-up, long wind-up yes. to a simple question. What was it like to have this explosive success and not being able to go out into the world and, and enjoy it or engage? You had to kind of, like, see it from a distance. Well, I think to begin with, um, the whole idea of putting the album out, I think, like most people, I thought, oh, the pandemic, two weeks. Sure. You know, it'll be fine. Two sure. years later, we're still here. Mm-hmm. But um, I had worked on this album for so long, and I had just kind of been holding it. For a while, I was very passionate about it. I was very proud of it as well. It was a body of work where I finally felt like I'd found my confidence and who I was really as an artist and a songwriter. And so when everything shut down, I think there was a big part of me that just didn't want to believe it. And I also felt like with so much uncertainty and everything going on, I was like, you know what, maybe now is the time to release this album. And I'm really happy that I did because I feel like, you know, it... it, and I have this whole philosophy that up until the point that this music gets released, mm-hmm. it belongs to me. Once it's out, it no longer is mine. Mm-hmm. And so when I see it like that and the music is out there and I, I have it in the hopes that these songs find a home with other people, that I felt like this was like the perfect time to, to release it. And so people's reaction having having been the way that, that it was, was just mind-blowing. It was, it was beyond anything that I could have ever hoped for, and, and maybe that was actually the fate that the album was meant to have. Well, people were glad that you did, because Levitating was the most streamed song of 2021 in the United States. And I'm just curious. Is that, I, know you, I know you 
I know you're a brilliant performer, but you also wrote that song. You're a songwriter at the same time. Yeah. Do you know, like, when you release this album, you're like, it's gonna be levitating. Like, like, the, the, there are a bunch of bangers on there, but that's the one that, <laughs> that one was an extraordinary success. Do you know that it's gonna be that one? Uh, definitely not. I mean, I, I can never preempt, like, what song is the one that people are gonna react with the best, but... Um, Levitating was the first song that helped dictate the rest of the album. It was the one song where I was like, okay, I feel like this is exactly what future nostalgia is. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good, like, idea after writing Levitating of exactly what the rest of the album was going to sound like. And I think I had such an, such a powerful feeling being in the studio after writing Levitating with my friends Sarah, Coffee, and Coz. And I think we all felt so energized and so excited afterwards, so it was very special. You were supposed to go on a world tour shortly after the album yes. dropped, right? How, mm. When were you supposed to go on the tour? I was meant to go on tour of April 2020. And you probably assumed, oh, it's going to happen. Mm. We'll take a little break here. It'll be well, nice. Well, we postponed it for a little bit. A little bit. And okay, then a so little bit more. <laughs> so it's two years later. You're about to launch the world tour right now. Yeah. 23 countries, something like that? Yeah. Okay. Wh so much planning goes into a world tour. Mm -hmm. It's like an invasion. What, <laughs> how is it going to be different now, you know, in 2022 than what you planned in 2020? How, how is the, the, the time difference, the COVID having happened? What's that going to change the tour for you? Well, it's actually massively different. Um, initially, when I was meant to go on tour, it was only meant to be a month after the album was out. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just kind of, I'm hoping that all the fans would just really quickly learn all the lyrics and come and watch me. Um, but this time, I've done a lot of audience research, and so I feel like I know what songs people like. And the Future Nostalgia Tour really is the Future Nostalgia Tour because it's, it's predominantly songs from that album, whereas I think before it would have been bits here and there and lots from my first album, and now it's like the perfect combination, the very best of. We have to take a break, uh, but stick around. When we come back, I will ask Dua Lipa about her collaboration with Sir Elton John. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You did something uh, that I'm fairly jealous of. You actually released a song with none other than Sir Elton John. And I'm curious... He is... 
One of the greatest. How did this come about? I heard this was his idea. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Um, it was Elton's idea, and I still, every time I say it, I think it's the craziest thing in the world because I can't believe I have a song. Here's the song. It's called Cold Heart. Yes. There you go. And um, well, it was. It was kind of funny actually. Now Elton and I, we've done a couple things together. I also performed. Um, with him for his uh, AIDS Foundation for the Oscars uh, opening. And um, afterwards we had dinner in LA and then literally a couple of days later I was, I've, I've started writing for my new album and um, I was uh, hanging out by the pool before going to do some writing and all of a sudden my phone rings and it's a FaceTime from Elton and his husband David. As casual. You do, as you do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not that casual. I don't think it's casual. I was in my bikini and a cowboy hat. It just didn't, it wasn't really quite, yeah. um, but it was, it, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. It was perfect. And uh, they were just like, you know, we have this idea. We'd love to have you on this song. And, you know, and, and immediately I was like, are you joking? I was like, of course, you know, I'd love to do it. No, 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 you listen to it first and you then decide. I was like, you know my answer. No, no, you go listen to it. We're going to send it to you. And then afterwards, um, you let us know if you want to do the song. And I, knowing already what I was going to say, I'm like, absolutely. So I heard the song, and it was a remix that Penal Penal did um, of Rocket Man and Sacrifice. And immediately, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And it's, it's kind of crazy because I feel like I manifested this in a way. Cause, you uh, drew him into your life uh, with uh, your by reading The Secret? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I, uh, it, it, Rocket Man is my driving song, it's my shower song, it's my song that I sing along to myself. Really? To, but yes. You can relate to it? Yes. I, well, you know, I, I like to sing along to it, stop. I can, I, <laughs> I, um, I like to sing along to it, I think. I, I love too. the song. I do too, yeah. And so, when I got asked to sing that part, I was like, okay, this is, it was just meant to be, so. Elton, I'm available too. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I also know the lyrics to Rocket Man. We have to take a quick break, uh, but we're right back with more Dua Leap, everybody. Stick around. You just launched something that I, you, you got to explain to me here. It is called... Service 95, would you call a global concierge service? Can you explain what that means? Can you, like, get me restaurant reservations and tickets to Hamilton? <laughs> what is a global concierge service when, when you are providing it? Okay, so... I'll give you a little bit of a backstory, and then I'll tell you I hope exactly you will. what it is. I hope you will. All right, fine. So, since I was really young, I've been, like... I'm really organized and a little bit crazy in that, in yeah. that sense. And um, I've loved to keep lists and I write down lists about everything, whether it's restaurant recommendations, movies I watch, books I like to read, places I like to go to, articles that I've read, anything. anything it can literally be anything, places to work out, hotels to stay in, no matter where I am in the world. And that kind of, I kept adding to it more when I was touring. I kept adding to it constantly of places that I saw online. I kept adding to it when talking to my friends. And... My friends, no matter where they are in the world, they can just send me a text message and be like, okay, I'm here, what can I do? Where's the best shopping? And I just like, I take it very seriously and I go, okay, this is what you can do, this is, you know. Sure. And um, 
that was kind of the idea initially behind it of like, okay, I want to share all my lists, my recommendations, thoughts, all into one newsletter. And then the idea grew more and more where I also thought, you know, we can have lots of different thoughts, perspectives, stories, articles that are really interesting in a way that maybe you wouldn't find as easily. I also wanted to make activism um, accessible to people who wanted to get involved. I think there's a lot of noise going on online and sometimes it's hard to kind of filter through exactly what you want to, you know, read about or learn about and I want to help give people the tools to be able to learn things in maybe a different way. Well, and in that regard, you also have an upcoming podcast called yes. At Your Service. It hasn't been released yet, but um, are you going to be interviewing people? I'm going to be interviewing people, I know yeah. you, you subbed in for my friend Jimmy Kimmel over on ABC. <laughs> yeah. You can sit in here anytime you okay, want, Okay, thank you. I'm thank exhausted. You, thank you. But <laughs> do you. Do you like being interviewed or interviewing? Because some people really don't like being where you are and they like the sense of control where I am. Um... <laughs> I being one of those people. I, uh, I, I like, I really, I'm really enjoying interviewing people. I really am. And I really love, like, the research element to it and learning about people. Is there, and... is there anything you'd like to ask me? <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Um, well, you're the guest. You get to do what you want. Okay. If you'd rather interview, you may interview me. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Let me have a think. <laughs> Just one second. Keep I, in mind, I, it's, it, it's CBS. Okay. I want nothing. There are limits. There are limits. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. All right. Pop star back that way. Okay. Podcaster. Right. Right. Very serious stuff. So. Um, I love your show, by the way. Amazing audience. Thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Yes, thank give them a round of applause. I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan. It's such. I was so nervous backstage. I'm such a fan of yours. I'm thank actually you so really much. nervous. Oh my god, it's such to an honor to be here with you. So thank you yeah, so much please. for being here tonight. Oh my god, I really yeah. appreciate it. A little nervous. Um, so I think something that your uh, viewers really connect with in mm. your comedy and your hosting skills. Yes especially in the like, past few years, is how open and honest and authentic you are about the role your faith plays in your life. Oh, and I was wondering, is there any, you know, does your faith and your comedy ever overlap? <laughs> and does one ever win out? I think ultimately, us all being mortal, the faith will win out at the end. <laughs> but I certainly hope when I get to heaven, Jesus has a sense of humor. But I will say this, I will say this. Uh, someone was asking me earlier about what I... And this, is, this relates to faith, because my faith is involved with... I'm, I'm a Christian and a Catholic, and that's re re always connected to the idea of um, love and sacrifice being somehow related and giving yourself to other people. And that death is not defeat, if you, if you can see where I'm getting at there. Someone was asking me earlier, what movie did I really enjoy this year? And I said, well, I really like Belfast, which is Kenneth Branagh's story of his childhood. And one of the reasons I love it is that I'm Irish and uh, Irish-American, and it's such an Irish movie. Um, and I think this is also a Catholic thing because it's, it's funny and it's sad, and it's funny about being sad. 
In the same way, that sadness is like a little bit of an emotional death, but not a defeat if you can find a way to laugh about it. Because that laughter keeps you from having fear of it. And fear is the thing that keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. As Robert Hayden said, we must not be frightened or cajoled into accepting evil as our deliverance from evil. We must keep struggling to maintain our humanity, though monsters of abstraction threaten and police us. So if there's some relationship between my faith and my comedy, it's that no matter what happens, you are never defeated. You must understand and see this in the light of eternity and find some way to love and laugh with each other. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.